Quick shout out from our sponsor, Sheer ID. Are you trying to boost conversions to your Shopify store? Need to drive more customer loyalty? Get results fast by offering exclusive discounts to consumer communities with Sheer ID. Sheer ID helps verify students, teachers, military, first responders, and so much more of these groups. With Sheer ID, you'll get a verified match in seconds. You can spit out an exclusive discount for customers on the spot. Try speaking directly to a new customer segment with this verifiable identity without adding friction to the shopping experience. Continue to drive incremental revenue in the next 90 days post-purchase with more tailored messaging for your email and SMS campaigns. I personally tested ShareID to see just how easy it was to get it set up, and I was pretty much ready to go in under 15 minutes. The onboarding was simple enough for me to follow as a non-technical person. Go to sheerid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Once again, that's sheerid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Hello and welcome to e-commerce uncovered. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Each and every week I get to talk with and learn from enthusiastic guests, freelancers, agency folks, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you bootstrap your D2C brand profitably. We got two episodes a week, which will have you staying up to date on the ever-changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics to apply to your brand. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is with an advisor of Octane AI and the founder of Email Science, a retention agency that ethically and sustainably helps seven and eight-figure e-commerce stores increase their revenue by 30 to 40% from email and SMS. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kat Garcia. How are you doing? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. All good here. Yeah, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. So, Kat, you're an email scientist. You're an advisor of retention. You, email science has been around for almost five years, if I did my research properly. And so you've, been, you've seen a lot of stuff over the years. Um, how has retention sort of changed when, from when you first started to like where it's at today? Like, what are some of the biggest things that you've noticed or what are some of the biggest changes? Well, I guess e-commerce is, is super notorious for like a one-time buying thing, right? So retention is really where everyone is focusing now. Before, it used to be fairly simple, right? To send them an email after and invite them and all that stuff. Now you have to do a couple of other things which are pretty involved. For example, now when you you would have to to really retain people. You have to think of doing something like a community, like super fan type of community. And in there, that's where you kind of do a lot of the work. And it's, you know, maintaining a community. It's like a full-time job of its own. But, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, but it's right now, it's almost um, a necessity to really keep your existing customers because they're much easier. Right? They already bought from you once. They're much easier to buy from you again, your best customer is your existing customer, right? Instead of acquiring new ones. So having like that community where your super users, for example, let's say I am working with a brand right now where they sell mics. And so they have creators there. They have, you know, podcasters. So it's a community like, hey, even if you're not buying it, you know, join our community where you talk to people about buying mics and mixers and all this good stuff. Um, and then sometimes the CEO would drop by, send DMs to people, or sometimes like in the middle of the night, they're going to drop this, hey, flash sale, you guys. So it's just you because you're in our Discord group. So 
it's that kind of deal now because you know well everybody else is just sending out here you get 10 points for buying thousand dollars worth of you know merchandise for us you have this exclusive community now where it's going to be a go-to for everybody so that's the game that people are playing now for retention and it's it's a lot of effort but it's paying off yeah so that it's definitely cool how that's evolved over the years um email is becoming is more and more just common uh it email has been dying for the last 10 or 20 years people always make those insane headlines and claims but it's not dead yet uh sms is becoming more popular brands are adapting it people are opting into it depending on your product you see text message being effective but i love how you're you're mentioning now like this exclusivity the super fans this community like this almost like 80% of revenue from 20%, your top 20% of the customers sort of deal, right? It is. It is. And, you know, and I'm an email and SMS person. I'm like, hey, what are you talking about, <laughs> these communities? But it's because it's it's it all works together, right? Like email is not your silver bullet. SMS is not. You know, SEO ads, they're not. They, they work together. So if you have a great community, you send them great emails and SMS messages, great content, social, you're everywhere. Then, you know, you that's how you win the game. It's a long game. So, um you're, you're paying all that money up front for ads. You're paying, you have to spend time to create content or hire people to create content and blogs and SEO. So either way, you're paying for time or money. And so retention is just another side of it. So, uh, so either way, you're spending time or money on it, right? Agreed. You paid money to acquire all these people. Might as well get the most out of it. And at, at the very least... I mean, that's on the marketing side, right? Like, I get the most out of it. But on the human side of things, they signed up, they're interested. Give them something that's useful anyway. So everybody wins. Yeah, you know, definitely. So we're uh, coming up on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And I know you have uh, some thoughts about this. And so we'd love to kind of start there after that initial, how it started, how it's going with retention over the years. So what, what, what do you think about for Black Friday? How are you helping your clients or not helping them get ready? I got thoughts on Black Friday. Um, Black Friday, here's the thing, and I think it's an uncomfortable thing to say for some marketers is that you don't have to do, you don't have to do Black Friday. It's, you <laughs> right? it's, it's not a prerequisite. It's just that, you know, everybody's on, on that train now for the most part, right? The thing is, the thing with Black, my thing with Black Friday is that it kills Q3 numbers, at least second half of Q3, and that it kills Q1 of next year. You know, everything is on Q4, and it just kills it because you work so hard in the beginning of the year, and then it all come, boils down to this. Um, so you, technically, you don't have to, but the prerequisite for that is that you, uh, you know, you play the game even from before, you know, the beginning of the year. You weren't doing crazy discounts or anything like that. I mean, nothing wrong with discounts, but you were, you have built and nurtured an audience who wasn't waiting for you to drop a discount. That's the caveat there. Um, but if you have, not judging, I, you know, I have clients who have that too, and that's fine. But if it's something that you want to avoid in the next time, if it's something that you feel like you don't want to do, then you got to play the game early on so that Black Friday rolls in. Um, you're fine. But if you are playing the Black Friday game, and I have some, I have some tips for you too, even though it's right there. Okay. So if you are like, you don't have to play, right? You don't have to play the game just because everyone else is doing it. But it's, it's sort of this decision that has been made earlier in the year. It's hard to make it last second. Um, so for those 
thinking about this Black Friday and last second kind of tips or thinking ahead for next year uh, or any kind of sale period, really, if you have a new product launch or if you have your anniversary of the brand or there's a certain holiday that coincides with your product uh, pretty well, what are those, like, let's talk about those tips that you, uh, you were alluding to. Yes. So, well, yeah, like you said, Matt, thank you. Um, this is not just for Black Friday. Like, these are, like, principles that you can use for really any seasonal holidays that you, you want to do sales for. The first one is you don't have to do the percent discount. You know, it doesn't have to be 50% off everything. Um, I don't know if you saw this debacle about the 90% off type of um, thing. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to do that. Um, there's a couple of things you can do. And it's something that you can test out early in the year when things slow down. It's a good time. Obviously, you need some traffic still. But, you know, you can do bundles. That's going to help your AOV for sure. Right. And uh, you can also do the BOGO stuff. You know, buy one, get one, 50% off. Try that out. Um, you can also do a free item. If you got to move inventory, if there's just one product that you're like, you got to clear the warehouse for this, you know, hey, if you buy an X amount, we'll throw in this full size of product. So those are the things that you can try. Find the things that would work for you. You know, every business, every audience is different. You know, for one brand, I know of one brand, I hate saying this, but it's it's true, right? Because as marketers, we're like, ew, you know, spin the wheel, <laughs> I have, I have one client It's like, cat, you know, like we have everything set up, but no one's coming in. The traffic's coming in. And then so we're like, you know what, cat? I saw the spindle wheel. I heard it in a podcast. I'm like, all right, begrudging them. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I kid you not. He got like $5,000 in the, the, for like the next two weeks. People love the wheel and it's $10 off. It's the same thing we've been offering. <laughs> but you know, it's, it tested out. But again, I just want to go back to this. Test out your offers. It doesn't always have to be percent off. It doesn't always have to be a dollar amount off. Um, so those are the things for sure. Um, at least, you know, even for Black Friday now, if you want to do percent off, it's the easiest one that people understand. You know, don't make it complicated, so go for it. But again, you're not locked into that. Um, something else, um, SMS and email. You know, not email is not better. SMS is not better. They do best when they work together. So, you know, for your flows, for example... Now that, you know, Black Friday's here, you have abandonment flows, Matt, right? The, the cart, the checkout, the browsing thing. Accelerate that, you know, on, this, on, a, on a regular time, for example, that kicks in for you, like after two hours, somebody abandons cart. For Black Friday, hit that up to 15, 30 minutes because the sooner, you know, the, the longer people are away from your site, that's the longer time they're spending their money somewhere else. So like, let that kick in. People want to shop, you know, do that for, for Black Friday. I want to pause for... Yeah, that little pause and reiterate that because that's so good that like uh, someone who's an, an email or an SMS person that's like just part of your checklist for like, oh, I got to update the flows and like speed them up. I, that, that, I haven't considered that. that. I hadn't heard that before, actually. So a uh, really good point there because typically you have two hours after, four hours after, but and, you know, over the course of a week or a month, you know, you get a couple emails in, but this is such a specific window and it's such a heightened uh, different behavior of someone buying. It's like, this is the time, this is the sale, this is like limited time offer or before inventory runs out. So I just wanted to reiterate how, how important that is to change for the holiday window 
and then make sure you change it back afterwards. <laughs> That's true. You totally should. Just because people are like, okay, you know, we're done. My my wallet's my wallet's tired. Um, let's do that. And it's pretty easy. I know, like, um, Black Friday is happening in two weeks. Technically, you know, you don't have a lot of time, but this is just like as simple as clicking the time delay on your platform, and, and you got it. That can boost um, your money. And speaking of, it's in two weeks. Um, this is something too uh, that might, might, may or may not be doable is that if you can do your Black Friday earlier, let's say next week, I know it's a big ask, but if it's next week, you should do it just because everybody's starting their sales early. Come Black Friday, people may not have the money anymore. So that is something to consider too um, if you're still, if you have wiggle room in your calendar. Um, see if you can start just a bit earlier. Um, something too. Um, to consider yeah and then i would say too uh this is specifically for e-commerce i know clavio is one of our more popular providers sms so here's here's um two things for this number one is give your subscribers early access they love that and plus you promise it anyway right if you look at these pop-ups hey do you want early access on this stuff this is it make make good with your um, promises that you're giving people not an hour before not two hours before give them two days Right. That's the best way. Like, hey, you get two days before everyone else because you're a subscriber. That's one. Number two, this is specific to Clavio subscribers. You know how SMS users, I mean, you know how we they only rolled out the contact card about two months ago. But even before that, for me, I have clients who have like 10, 20,000 people on there already before the contact cards. Um, if I understand correctly, some carriers sometimes filter you out if you don't have a contact card and you're sending out to them, right? And also, if uh, also the, the contact cards too are good because if they save your contact, you you know, like when you get an email, I don't know, I can see it here, but if you get an e a, a text message, it's like, hey, you got this number from 5525, this message, and there's like this anonymous face on there. You don't want that. Um, if, you, if you have people saving your contact card, it's going to have your name on it. It's not a random number. It's going to have your logo on it too. So you stand out in this sea of weirdo blank faces. So that's one. So if you haven't done so, and this is my point, send out a contact card to these people and giving them early access is the perfect excuse for that. Like, hey, here's our contact card. Save it. You get early access so that you don't miss out when we send you um, the link to this early access. So that is a good excuse to get the contact card in and give you, give people good news. So that is something for um, Black Friday. Yeah. Yep. And also, you know, like make sure you segment to, you know, your VIPs, have your VIP segment, make them feel extra special this year because they've been spending money on you. Uh, if you have people who bought last year for Black Friday, so, you know, they're coming back this year, make sure you're, you know, they know that you remember. Right. So that's like during Black Friday. Right. So that's what you kind of things that you got to do and try to not go on vacation on your promotions, on your promotion period, because, you know, you. You fight some fires, right? And check those coupon codes. I'm sorry, man. It's, I'm like firing it off in my mind. It's like those coupon codes. There's nothing worse than sending out an email to 100,000 people. And then the reply is the coupon doesn't work. It's like, no, right? That's the best case scenario, actually. They actually care. Worst case scenario is like this doesn't work. I'm buying somewhere else. You want to save your uh, customer service, customer experience team a lot of trouble. They'll get a bunch of tickets saying ah, oh, this code's not working, or it's not applying at checkout, or I purchased, but the code didn't go through, all that stuff. 
Yeah. So if you can auto apply, this is a good this is a good point, right? Because not everybody's tech savvy, you know, especially when you buy on your phone, the discount code field is hidden. So we know how to click. This is our job. But for most people, they don't know. So they're kind of expecting to have the code in already. So if you can auto apply that, that's even better. Yep. No, that's really good. Um, so that's for like kind of right before the weekend and kind of leading up to it. Uh, is there anything that you would consider or make sure you want people to know about during the sale period? Is there anything like, oh, if this happens, then I'm going to change this. Or if, oh, we need more sales, it's I'm going to send an extra email. Or is there anything like that that comes up during or is it kind of just the plan before? Yeah, because the great thing about email is that you kind of get to plan it beforehand. So I try not to, tempting as it is, I try not to mess with what's going on. Um, but if like, if, for example, there's this big pop culture thing that happens, I mean, not to mention, you know, the, the big slap thing, right? Um, you could send out, you know, a meme or a GIF of that, um, you know, just kind of like make people smile. You know, so you can send a text like that, or even just like a funny text that you could like, you don't even have to say like, hey, I know you're shopping. Take this minute to breathe. You know, people are going to smile. You know, just make them smile. So those are the things, little things that you can do. Um, but to be quite honest, I know we're all focused on during Black Friday, but all the magic happens after. So it's other retention. Oh, so, mm. it happens. The magic happens after. Okay, so yeah. we, we have the plan. We execute the plan. At, what are you telling me after Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Like, what do you mean? Because, you know, like after, you know, because, you know, we're all focused on during Black Friday, depending on your margin, if you have healthy margins and kudos to you, right? Like I'm doing 50% off and I still have this margin. Good. But for most people, they're either breaking even or have a razor thin margin, which I think is most common with what's going on now with shipping and everything else. So uh, the great Chase Diamond said, and I learned this from him, is that, you know, Black Friday is not a time for, for profit. It's a time for acquisition. So you're going to be getting all these people um, all these people on your list. So after Black Friday is where the, the work really begins because you now have this bunch of people, for, at least for email and SMS, and you got to entertain these people. You got to make them love you and entertain you and love you, even though they can't buy anything from you in the time being because they've exhausted their money for Black Friday and, and holiday shopping. So you want to keep them happy there so that you want to make them love you and remember you so that when their wallets have recovered around February and March, They'll buy from you. And that's, that's again, it's playing the long game. So if you are sort of like a, a consumable product, right, then it's all about putting them in your subscription, loyalty programs, like the, the you know, the, the super fan community type of thing. Perfect time to do it. If you have a durable good type of, you know, leather bags, you have those, there's, what's that leather brand? Like they'll fight over it, over it when you're dead. Um, there's a bag, a saddleback, I think that's what it's called. That's their tagline because it's so good. I mean, but then, you know, if that's your product, it's bad news for you because these people are dropping $300 to buy back and they're not going to come back for another 50 years. So unless your kid is like eating that bag, you're not going to go back. So at this point now, you're going to talk about getting as many reviews as you can. Get that UGC going, especially if you're durable goods. You get as many people using your product and social, take as many pictures as you can, you know, out in the wild. That's your retention, you know, so that's big. And, you know, get as many people in um, and, you know, get as many views, durable or not, get, that's gold. That's 
best currency for us in e-commerce, right? That's that's how they pay you back for all the discounts you gave them. Give your reviews, get it on there, and then use that everywhere, right? Use it in your copy, use it in your website, everything. And also, don't forget to say thank you if you're a CEO. Handwritten notes are, are the best for this, right? If you can't, you know, just like a, a thank you email, plain text from you. Um, it, you can even say, hey, reply to this, my email. Just use a dummy email, right? So, you know, so if it's usually Matt, at, you know, CEO of bigcompany.com, you can put Matt L, you know, it's like a, and then have your agency or your marketing team manage those replies. It's like, hey, this is my direct email reply, you know, and I'll get to you. Thank you so much for, you know, it's the little things. So that's, you know, that's kind of like the retention. And then you're going to send them great campaigns, right? Make people laugh and smile. Don't just sell to them. Again, after the first two, three months, after Black Friday, zero, right? Almost zero. It's the best time now to entertain people, make them love you, educate them. Don't just sell, sell, sell. It's going to be a crunch now that Q1. So that's something to, to consider. Okay. So you want to make them, you want to entertain them. You want to thank them. You want to get reviews, UGC. Um, one thing that I might add or ask you about is about like education. So it's not just about smiling and laughing. It's making sure that they're using the product properly or that they're completing the set if they, uh, if you have apparel or fashion or a mattress and then a bed frame and a pillow, like, oh, let's fill out the rest of the pieces or you bought this supplement and then, oh, these other supplements are good if you're trying to do X, right? So I think education might be another interesting uh, angle to take with your uh, retention emails and texts uh, during this time. Yeah, you know, help them make the most out of their purchase. Um, you know, it shows you care. And, you know, we actually want you to use this because you bought this to change your life or to to give you status, right? That's really the only two things. That's why they do it. So, you know, help them fulfill the promise that your, your brand has. So that's, that's really important to do. Um, yeah, and also, you know, again, you can just build these super fans, people who love you. And even if they can't buy from you again, they have word of mouth. They can just tell everybody about you. Oh, I bought this XYZ product from them. They're lovely. Make the experience so lovely that they come back to you. You know, this Black Friday and, you know, moving forward. And then, you know, after this, if you do decide not to play the Black Friday game next year, this is the perfect time. You know, I mean, you will be, you will get churned. People will leave, you know, because they bought what they want. They got what they wanted. They're going to bounce. But for those who are going to stay Make them love you so that come Black Friday next year, whether you do want to play or not the Black Friday game or any promotional game, really, they're there. They're going to buy from you because they love you. A quick reminder from our sponsor, ShareID. Find your next lifetime customers by providing verified discount codes based on occupation or life stage. Speak directly to veterans, students, teachers, first responders, and continue to tailor your messaging to them in the future with post-purchase emails, and text messages. Make them feel seen with your brand by using ShareID to seamlessly verify their email in seconds during the purchase process. Go to shareid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Yeah, cool. That makes sense. Uh, so that's what you do after Black Friday, after Christmas, after holidays. You kind of nurture them, take care of them, stay in touch with them, help them out, get those UGC, get those reviews. Okay. So now say it's February or March or even April. And of, of the next year. So you got time to decide if you're playing the Black Friday game or not. That's fine. But I want to talk more a bit about 
the difference of how you use flows versus campaigns and going into the details about each one. So for, for let's start with automated flows. Like what is like typically like you set them up and they serve its purpose and then they're ongoing and they kind of just run in the background and then they just make you money while you do nothing. And that's like those simplified, not tr super true version, but like what are the main ones that a lot of brands should start with? And then let's, then we can talk about each one. Cool. Well, the main ones for sure, I have 10. I've, I've written about this. Um, essentially the, the welcome flow, right? Somebody signs up and the whole purpose of that is to educate people of who you are, what you do, what you what you stand for and how this product is going to make their life better. Um, it's like, it's usually five to six emails depending. And, you know, welcome to the, to the team, the tribe type of thing about the founder, about the products, right? You know, what the pro what's inside the products type of thing. Follow us on social. So that's pretty much on the welcome flow. Essential because, you know, that's people's introduction and it's really their first experience of working with you or like, you know, or getting to know you, right? First impressions last. So that's where it's at. Um, there's the abandonment flows, the site abandonment, uh, browse abandonment, card abandonment, and checkout abandonment. So I'll go through each one. Site abandonment is when someone goes to your site, signs up, and then just leaves. It's like you have no um, no way forward with them, right? So if you have multiple products, now is a good time to send them, for example, to a quiz. Like, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know, we give like, hey, let help, let us help you get started, or you know, like help us help you find the best place to start or best product to start with. You know, it's non threatening. Don't say, hey, we saw you signing up. So don't, don't do any of that. Don't be a creep. So don't do that to any of your emails, but especially for this one, because they just signed up. So the last thing that people want to hear is that, oh my gosh, they, they're following me. So that's one. So it's just the first quiz, right? So they felt, you know, they filled out that quiz. Quizzes are great drivers, by the way, of conversion. Um, I'm not saying that just because I'm an advisor for Octane, but, um, <laughs> but just because in, in general, you know, it's, it's a big deal because people offer up this information and, oh, that reminds me, zero party data. You know, this is information that people will give to you willingly, right? Um, quizzes are the best for that information that only you have so that you have insight onto, onto, um, your customers. So that's the first one. So site abandonment, one email, like check us, check out this quiz, non-threatening, friendly, helpful. Browse abandonment. They actually click on a specific um, product. For me, out of all these abandonment ones, this is like the bread and butter because you already know what they're in. They're telling you what they're interested in. So give them the best rundown. Uh, this is personalized in a way. They click on a specific product, tell them all about that product, why it's good, why it's bad, benefits, right? How it can help you feel, get better. Uh, if you have any offers, mention it there. Also in your welcome emails, but you know, browse, um, browse abandonment, let's say in a scale of motivation out of like one to five, they're at like one or 1.5, they're there. And then the goal of that is for them to learn more about the product and then add it to cart. Obviously to buy, but at the very least add to cart. And then comes the next stage, which is, uh, you know, cart abandonment. They add stuff to cart and they're like, okay, they, you already know they want it. Now you just kind of want to push them to take the next step, which is to start checkout and buy. Um, now this is when you talk about, I mean, their motivation, let's say on a scale of one to five, three. They're kind of there, 
And, you know, but then again, they could just be window shopping online, which just like me, I add to cart and then <laughs> just leave that. But it's there, but you want them to come back, right? Because they're interested. They're interested. So you want them to do that. If you have an offer, remind them, hey, you still have a 10% offer or, hey, you know, for a limited time, we're going to throw in this product with your first order. Done. And then let's say they start checking out and for some reason they get distracted. They, they got to do something else. Maybe there's friction in your checkout. That could be something too. Um, now is the time to address it, right? Why is shipping $40 type of thing? Because I have, I have some clients where their product is very heavy and they're asking for $20, $30 for shipping. It's part of their abandoned checkout uh, flow. They explain it like this is 50 pounds type of thing. So that's how you address friction. Now, motivation is very high. Obviously, they started checkout. You know, that's very different from someone who just adds to cart. So in that flow, you know, um, abandoned checkout, you tell them this is what's going on, two or three emails, telling them to go and complete the purchase. You're already there. You're two steps away from your life changing. You're there. So, you know, it's a hair product huh? that they, that that's what does it for me. Kat, you're two steps away from having the best hair of your life. Heck yeah, I'm going to do that. So, <laughs> and you're giving me $5 off? Sure. Um, so check out abandonment. And the good thing about these things is that they meet the customers where they are, right? You know, someone who just clicks on a product, I'm not asking you to buy right away. I'm giving you information about the product. Nice and breezy, right? So, so you just go step by step, pushing them closer and closer to conversion. So that's more of like before. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's pause and review those real quick. Give you, give you a second to breathe. So that's the welcome flow, the site abandonment, the browse abandonment, the checkout, uh, sorry, abandoned cart, and then the checkout. So those are five flows right there. They could be anywhere from three to five to seven emails each. You're meeting the customer. You're like talking. Imagine you're walking around with them in a store and they're like asking you questions and trying to figure I find out more about the products. And so they're just browsing versus, oh, they picked up something. They're like really spending some time on this one exact product. They're asking you more about specifics about this one versus the brand as a whole. And then, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the cash register. Uh, the, the item said $80, but then if you get to the cash register, they're like, all right. That's uh, one twenty-five because it's forty dollars shipping plus tax. Like, that's gonna be like, whoa! I actually don't need that or don't want it right now. And then I just leave it and then I walk out the door. That's I. That's essentially how we're we're trying to think about this online um, and in store, trying to mirror those. So those are the five essential flows before the purchase. So, so now let's. Cat bought that stuff for her hair. Her hair is gonna be amazing. Now what? What comes after the purchase? But there's actually one more. Let's just say that I picked the perfect shampoo and conditioner for me and they tell me it's out of stock. I'm not going to be happy about this. So that's one more thing. I'd be pissed. I'm like, oh, you know, I want this stuff. But, you know, so I'm like, okay, I, I want this so much. I, I'm going to fill out that notify me when this thing is back. So you're, that's when you're going to, that's when the back in stock flow comes in. Right. So I'm like, okay, after I put in my email, I'm going to get like an email from that flow saying, Sorry, you know, we, we don't have it. But you know what? Here's 10% off for the items that are available now in case you want to buy it. So, you know, because usually what flows have, what most brands do is that, okay, thank you, we'll notify you when it's back. Or you don't even get an email. Like you only get an email three months later when the boat comes in from China and they're like, okay, the stuff is here, right? So I'm like, oh, I forgot I want this already. 
right? I, I forgot I signed up for it. So what you do is you send out that one email because you don't want to lose a sale. I have clients who have such a large inventory. You know, they they um they sell these little cup things with different designs, and you know sometimes people want a specific thing, but then you know that's not going to come back for another couple of months. So we send this email like, hey, sorry, we know you love this, but here's 10% in goodwill. Thank you for being so patient. Here's 10% off to buy the stuff that's here now. And then we'll let you know when the product you want is back. So you get a lot of good, you know, um, revenue from that too. You know, things that revenue that you could have lost. So you get some back. So that's the before. Um, and then post-purchase, of course, is the thank you. Nobody likes an ungrateful brand. Um, so you got your, you want your thank you. And there's this brand called Joy. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, the um, like almond, almond milk paste. So I bought from them once and I just love the, the, um, the experience so much because after I bought, so the thank you, right? Three to five emails. Um, after I bought, they, they gave me like all this information, like, hey, Kat, you know, you've made the best decision. They really reinstated that I made the best decision. Oh, you're going to love this almond milk. You made the right choice, and you know that there goes my any any intention of sending back and asking for a refund because they re, they said I made the right choice. So you know they reinforced that I'm like, yep, I did. And then you know the day after they gave me cat, you know you're still waiting on this. Um, here's like the things that you can do with it. So get ready because when you get your product, these are all the things you can do. These are the recipes, you're just things, and I'm like, it was such a nice experience. And um, yeah, that's this one. Okay, there you go. The mic's going up. Um, so that was like a, a big thing for me. So thank you. Like three to five emails again, say thank you. And of course, you're gonna introduce them to a lot of the things about the product to you know how they can use it. Right. And then at some point, I don't some products they do a cross-sell upsell at this point, but for me just say thank you. Right. That's a separate thing. So I'm just telling you all the things that you can do with it. And then after that, you can do the cross-sell and upsell. Again, if this is, um, let's say, what's a product that you can upsell? I'm just trying to think of. Hey, so you you, you bought this uh, this size conditioner. Do you want to do you want to buy a second bottle, or do you want to buy shampoo as well? Uh, you want to buy the the body wash, right? Yes. So that's like the cross sell, right? Like, oh, you bought this thing um, and you can buy, you know, you can buy other body oils and such. And I'm like, heck yeah, I want to do it. You know, I want to smell the same. If this is strawberry shampoo, I want to smell like strawberry, <laughs> strawberry soap, strawberry oil, strawberry, everything done. All right. Or um, you can do that. That's your cross sell. If it's an upsell, like, hey, do you want to get this? And then you can get this bigger size bottle for like $10 off type of thing. That's a separate flow. What I like about it is that it's super personalized for what I bought. You can do that easily on Shopify and Playbill. Um, you know, make it personalized. You know, like 100, you know, like 90% of people have bought this product, also bought this too. And people love that because you're telling them what works and they don't have to guess. Don't, you're not making them think. So that's one. That's cool. I, I like how you, I like how you mentioned the 90% uh, of people who bought this also bought this. That's a, I've, I don't know, I've seen that or heard of that, but it makes a lot of sense. You're just like, yeah. We're not telling you this. This is what people, this is what the customers and the people like you do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because that's what's people, you know, that's what sells anyway, right? You go on Amazon. It's like this one, it's five, you know, they're going to say like you look at two items. One is five stars, but only 10 people bought it. And then there's like 4.5, but 10 million people bought it. I'm like, guess what I'm buying? So that's it. 
Oh, I forgot to mention for a thank you flow, of course, you ask for a review, right? As for UGC, ask for a review. If you have a loyalty program, mention it. If you have a points program, mention it. And that, that community, uh, you can even kind of make that exclusive to people who have bought from you, if that's what you want. But hey, now that you've bought one of our items, you can now join our community. It's an exclusive community of people who own the same product as you. So, you know, also in the thank you, you can make that as a separate one too. And then um, another one would be the sunset that are unengaged. So this is something, uh, there's going to be people on your on your list that's not going to open it and read at all. They're done, they've bought from you, or maybe the interest has passed. You have these people now collecting dust on your list. They're costing you money, they're costing you metrics, because you know platforms are going to charge you anyway you know regardless of whether you sent to them or not or whether they open or not so this is the last kind of like a last ditch effort that's kind of like hey um we noticed you haven't been opening our emails why don't you like you know like here's like an offer right and then if they still don't offer after they don't open after they say goodbye just take them out suppress them right so that's another one too that you can um, so with with the sunset or the unengaged one like you're, you just mentioned uh, about how long do you typically recommend or what's that range of days, months until that kicks in? It, it really depends on your on your product and on your data. You know, you kind of take a look to do a cohort analysis of like, okay, let's see these people who bought at this date. How soon do these people buy again, right? Or if not type of thing. And then kind of, I started, let's say I'm starting with a pre-launch brand with no data whatsoever. Like if they haven't opened anything between six to 12 months, depending on, on the appetite for, and also from the budget, by the way, you know, if your client doesn't have a budget to keep a hundred thousand people on your list, then, you know, you got to get rid of them. So start with six months. And then if they just haven't engaged at all, then you just kind of just, just drop them. Gotcha. Okay. And so that's the before, during, and after all of our essential flows. Um, the, you've mentioned post-purchase, you out of stock, the, uh, um, the upsell, cross-sell, and then the sunset flow. So that uh, any other ones that would make sense is like, if you have a subscription one, is that kind of a special case of like, oh, your subscription's coming up and like it's been 30 days or it's about to be 30 days. We're sending this to you five days ahead of time. If you want to stay subscribed, you know, like is, is that another flow that you I mean, te technically that could be part of your cross-sell, upsell, but then the transactional ones would be different, but that's an opportunity too, um, to be to be fun, right? Like, hey, your stuff is about to be shipped. Um, there's a tool called um, Wonderment where you can do that. It's separate because it's transactional, so you can't do any marketing thing there, but you know, your copy can still make a difference. Uh, but yes, so for um, the cross-sell, upsell, the, hey, you know, upgrade to a subscription, that's good. And then having those transactional emails add a touch of, of like customer service, right? I don't, I can't count how many times I forgot and I ordered something until I look at my email and says, "Cat, this thing has been delivered." That's always appreciated. So that's something too that you can add, and you know, it's something that doesn't require a lot of um, effort too. Um, so for Black Friday, really specifically, people are going to be buying a lot. If you have that set. You know, you're you're giving an extra extra touch of customer service to people. So, good one on that, Matt. Nice, cool. Um, I'll, I'll give myself a little uh, clap. Uh, good job. Uh, so, 
Okay, so that's all the automated email flows. That's like the stuff you set up, you check in on it from time to time. But the other side of the, the other half or so of emails you send are campaigns. So how do we think about campaigns? Do you like, like what, first of all, campaigns are like when you send, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write and design an email and I'm gonna send it one time to my list or this part of my list. So how do you strategize and think about campaigns versus flows? Cool. Um, if you're bootstrap specifically and you create, you know, like emails cost money, you know, like my, you know, my designer just like charges me, <laughs> like, can I make this emails? Don't be afraid to reuse them. That's the first one. You know, like all you have to do is segment people who, uh, who either never received it or never opened it and resend that email, especially if it's good. That's the first one. Right, especially if you're bootstrapped, you can't just like send one email, you spend money on it and it's gone. No, keep the best performing ones and keep reusing it. Um, in terms of campaigns, there's a couple of things you can do. There's a couple um, holiday ones, right, that you can't miss, right? Thanksgiving and all that stuff. So make sure you have all the holidays lined up for you. Put that on your calendar, that's fine. And then the next one would be the educational. I mean, not necessarily selling to people, but showing them the things that they can do with your product. Right? If you're wearing, you know, leather bag, how to make it last, how to use oils on it type of thing. Good. Um, the other fun thing, but just don't overdo it, are those niche holiday ones that are fun. Um, I had a client who um, who sold pet portraits. So we did, um, you know, like they would actually like you send them pictures and then they would paint it and they would, you know, give it to them, put them little crown things on there. So cute. But anyway, we had one, you know, not all pets, you know, some pets with disabilities, they would have that. So we sent out an email for National Underdog Day. And that was super fun. And we got a lot of sale for that because people appreciate that, right? Um, you know, if you're, so if you're a, cop, um, a coffee company, right, it's National Coffee Day type of thing. There's Starbucks Day, right? I think at the end of October, there was like a Starbucks Day type of thing. So those are the kind of stuff that you um, want to go for. But use it sparingly. Don't be like, it's National Administrative Professionals Day today. And then tomorrow, like, you can just keep on doing it. It's going to get old. So... So there's, there's there's some campaigns like that for holidays, the ones that are relevant to your brand, the mini ones. Uh, you're educating the, your customers with campaigns. Uh, you said to reuse uh, past designs and then re just resend it if they didn't open it. Um, okay, so those are the first tips and uh, ideas for campaigns. What else can you use campaigns for? Um, what other, like... Is it product launches? Uh, is it sales? Is it like, what What else can we use those for? For sure, for sales. I mean, I, I think that's the most common one we see. Um, it's also another way for you to get, um, I think in conjunction with your website is to get more data, enrich the data that you have on on your customers, right? So they say, uh, that's one. So like you click, click on it. Like, hey, we'd love to know when your birthday is or like get this, you know, you always have to, to give an offer always, right? And it's to make it worth their time. You're not just going to be like, hey, give me your birthday. For what? <laughs> so you always have to give them some kind of offer, you know, give us the info so we can give you something on your birthday month. So just a note on that too. Um, now that I'm talking about, con you know, collecting more data, don't collect data that you don't need. Um, you know, with the, in the world of all data breach stuff, right? You can't lose data that you don't have. So even though it's not, 
you know, and as marketers, it's so tempting. You know, what's your favorite color? What street do you live in? What's your social security number? We just ask for all these things. And, you know, it may, it may not be our fault, but, you know, sometimes people get hacked, you know, like companies get hacked and you have all this information and people. So, you know, don't go crazy. Just ask for your birthday month. Don't ask for the whole birthday. Just ask for the birthday month. That's all you need. Um, so have them go to the website. There's an embedded form there. They give you their info. That's great for email. Also, uh, for asking for SMS numbers, right? Send out an email like, hey, you know, join us. You know, just give them info like text BFCM to this number and you're in type of thing. That's something that you can do too. Um, there's just, you know, easy things that email can support your other um your campaign and your other channels too. If you're running ads, you know, you have an ad, you go to a landing page, you collect information that you're paying to get these people on those landing page. If they're not ready to buy, collect that email. So that's how email to, and you have a specific flow for that. So outside of this essential flows, then you will have these flows that are specific to you. Social media, don't just put your website on there, right? Like have a specific landing page, like, you know, um, Stumptown Matters slash, you know, this, and then go to Facebook, you go to a specific Facebook landing page. Hey, Facebook friends. And then ask for their email addresses type of thing. So cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Uh, so get specific with it. You can use it as opportunities to get more info. Don't ask for more than you need. Uh, and then, then you can make more tailored and personalized recommendations or segments later on. Hey, you bought this product. We just came out with this product that we, you might like. And it's not just, okay, a new product launch for everyone, right? So that's a way to use those campaigns a little more effectively. Uh, we're we're going to start landing the proverbial plane of the podcast and wind down here. Uh, we kind of went backwards, but I, I would do want to touch on another controversial topic for some people is pop-ups of full, uh, collecting forms those things that come up right away or after 10 seconds or you scroll down the page a certain amount. Hey, give me your email or hey, take 10% off. Like, how do you approach pop-ups? Oh, I love pop-ups. <laughs> I mean, I'm an email and service person. That's really the only way I get it, you know. But the, the thing with pop-ups is that you have to just tailor it to the You have to have, number one, a good offer. Again, it doesn't always have to be a discount. You can just say um, there's... I think, can't think of a brand, but there's a couple of brands that just say, hey, give us your email. And we'll keep you updated. And that's it. You know, but it has to be something uh, that's substantial and you kind of keep your promise on it. Ask for that email um, and then ask for that phone number if you can. I do recommend it. Um, there are, if you don't like pop-ups, you can do a fly out. I'm not sure if you're, if everyone's familiar with it, but it's the more polite version of the pop-up. So instead of in your face, it's just this cute little box sliding in on the bottom right corner of your, of your page. That is something that you can try too, but I'm all for it. Uh, don't just do it. I don't like doing it. Like as you enter the website, like bam, it's right there. Give people a chance from experience in terms of what I've seen. Um, giving people, letting people, let's say, scroll down at least 30 to 40% of the site, at least get a feel first of what the site is about, what your product is about. It's the best time to do that. Um, and then also exit intent. So that's a separate pop-up when someone's about to leave, you know, like, hey, wait, <laughs> give us your email because you love it you know, type of thing. Um, that's another thing too. Uh Spinning wheels, I don't recommend it, but I'm not averse to testing out what works for you. And that's the thing. I have my opinion as a marketer. 
But at the end of the day, money talks. So if that's what's doing it for you, if that's what your audience is for, is loves, then go for it. No shame. All is fair in love and war in marketing. And money talks. That's a great line. Um, depending on your brand and product and your voice, a little spin the wheel or some sort of game or like little like gimmicky thing. Like not every single brand is trying to be this super intense, super professional, super high end. That's just not every single brand. There's there's something for everyone. So I see I can see why it makes sense for certain brands and products. So um Okay, so we, we did we got flow we did we did a lot this uh we covered a lot in this episode we we talked about Black Friday and sale periods and planning and prepping for that the essential flows the campaigns and pop ups cat what's is there anything that like major that you wanted to talk about that's been on your mind lately or that you thought I would ask that now's your time to kind of get in the last word or two well let's just say for Black Friday or any promotions. When you say it's going to end on this date, make it end on that date. Let's not, you know, no one is surprised that you're extending. Um, if you can, you know, it's, it, I think it applies to everybody, regardless of how casual uh, your, your audience is. If you t- Here's the thing. You tell people, hurry up, it's ending tonight. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do it tonight because it's ending. And then tomorrow I see it. It's like, oh, we extended the sale. I'm not going to be happy because you're just pressured me to buy this i mean no one yeah you, know. you pressured me you lied to me like you're not you're not building trust that way you're not building trust that way you know so you know if you gotta do it then do cyber monday just make it a different offer so that's the thing i think that's the best that's a pet peeve of mine and that's what i wanted to end in keep your promises keep your word it's your brand you tell them it's going to end tonight then it's going to end tonight right and then you know then end it yeah and then end it <laughs> Break that clean. Good. Wait, that's, that was a great way to end, Kat. I appreciate that last comment. So I appreciate your time and uh, for teaching us on retention. Where do you want to send people if they want to hire you, they want to talk to you, ask more, you more questions? Uh, where do you want to point people to? Yes, please go to my website, catgarcia.com, and everything is there, all the stuff that I do. <laughs> so we have, yeah, I have my agency for e-commerce companies. Um, and I, ha- I do some tutorials too for those who want to learn more about email marketing. I do a lot of email teardowns the nice way. <laughs> I'm not being Simon Cowell there. So do some email, email teardowns there and all some fun stuff. So catgracia.com. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank, uh, thanks again. And everyone else, thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Matt. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this, continue to learn and meet people in this industry. Every rating, review, and episode you share with a friend means so much to me as I'm bootstrapping this show as part of my media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, Brand Builders, you should. It's with myself and Tom Brown and Richie Mashiko. Two times a week, we talk in a much more casual setting, and we think out loud, we brainstorm, and we share our lessons as we continue to operate and run businesses in the D2C space today. We're not we didn't exit. We didn't just consult and advise now. And we don't, we're in the trenches as we, like every day still. So we're learning in real time and sharing it with you as we go. That's Brand Builders on High Key Geek YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Catch you next time.